0: Section thirteen of Gray's Anatomy, Part Three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part Three, by Henry Gray. The External Carotid Artery, Part Two. Five. The Posterior Auricular Artery, a Auricularis Posterior, is small and arises from the External Carotid above the digastricus and stylohyoidius, opposite the apex of the styloid process it ascends under cover of the parotid gland on the styloid process of the temporal bone to the groove between the cartilage of the ear and the mastoid process immediately above which it divides into its auricular and occipital branches branches besides several small branches to the digastricus stylohyoidius, and sternocleidomastoidius and to the parotid gland this vessel gives off three branches stylomastoid auricular occipital the stylomastoid artery a stylomastoidia enters the styloid mastoid foramen and supplies the tympanic cavity the tympanic antrum and mastoid cells and the semicircular canals in the young subject a branch from this vessel forms with the anterior tympanic artery from the internal maxillary a vascular circle which surrounds the tympanic membrane and from which delicate vessels ramify on that membrane it anastomoses with the superficial petrosal branch of the middle meningeal artery by a twig which enters the hiatus canalis facialis the auricular branch ramus auricularis Ascends behind the ear, beneath the auricularis posterior, and is distributed to the back of the auricula, upon which it ramifies minutely, some branches curving around the margin of the cartilage, others perforating it, to supply the anterior surface. It anastomoses with the parietal and anterior auricular branches of the superficial temporal. The occipital branch, ramus occipitalis passes backward over the sternocleidomastoidus to the scalp above and behind the ear it supplies the occipitalis and the scalp in this situation and anastomoses with the occipital artery six the ascending pharyngeal artery a pharyngea ascendens the smallest branch of the external carotid is a long slender vessel deeply seated in the neck beneath the other branches of the external carotid and under the stylopharyngeus it arises from the back part of the external carotid near the commencement of that vessel and ascends vertically between the internal carotid and the side of the pharynx to the under surface of the base of the skull lying on the longest capitus branches its branches are pharyngeal palatine prevertebral inferior tympanic posterior meningeal the pharyngeal branches rami pharyngeae are three or four in number two of these descend to supply the constrictores pharyngeus medius and inferior and the stylo pharyngeus ramifying in their substance and in the mucous membrane lining them the palatine branch varies in size, and may take the place of the ascending palatine branch of the facial artery when that vessel is small. It passes inward upon the constrictor pharyngeus superior, sends ramifications to the soft palate and tonsil, and supplies a branch to the auditory tube. The prevertebral branches are numerous small vessels, which supply the long eye, capitis, and coli the sympathetic trunk the hypoglossal and vagus nerves and the lymph glands they anastomose with the ascending cervical artery the inferior tympanic artery a tympanica inferior is a small branch which passes through a minute foramen in the petrous portion of the temporal bone in company with the tympanic branch of the glossopharyngeal nerve to supply the medial wall of the tympanic cavity and anastomose with the other tympanic arteries the meningeal branches are several small vessels which supply the dura matter. one the posterior meningeal enters the cranium through the jugular foramen a second passes through the foramen lacerum and occasionally a third through the canal for the hypoglossal nerve the superficial temporal artery a temporalis superficialis the smaller of the two terminal branches of the external carotid appears from its direction to be the continuation of that vessel it begins in the substance of the parotid gland behind the neck of the mandible, and crosses over the posterior root of the zygomatic process of the temporal bone. About five centimeters above this process, it divides into two branches, a frontal and a parietal. Relations. As it crosses the zygomatic process, it is covered by the auricularis anterior muscle and by a dense fascia. It is crossed by the temporal and zygomatic branches of the facial nerve and one or two veins, and is accompanied by the auriculotemporal nerve, which lies immediately behind it. Branches besides some twigs to the parotid gland, to the temporomandibular joint, and to the masseter muscle, its branches are transverse facial, middle temporal, anterior auricular, frontal, parietal. The transverse facial artery, A. transversa fascia is given off from the superficial temporal before that vessel quits the parotid gland running forward through the substance of the gland it passes transversely across the side of the face between the parotid duct and the lower border of the zygomatic arch and divides into numerous branches which supply the parotid gland and duct the masseter and the integument and anastomose with the external maxillary masseteric buccinator and infraorbital arteries this vessel rests on the masseter and is accompanied by one or two branches of the facial nerve the middle temporal artery a temporalis media arises immediately above the zygomatic arch and perforating the temporal fascia gives branches to the temporalis anastomosing with the deep temporal branches of the internal maxillary it occasionally gives off a zygomatico-orbital branch which runs along the upper border of the zygomatic arch between the two layers of the temporal fascia to the lateral angle of the orbit. This branch, which may arise directly from the superficial temporal artery, supplies the orbicularis oculi and anastomoses with the lacrimal and palpebral branches of the ophthalmic artery. The anterior auricular branches, rami auriculares anterioris, are distributed to the anterior portion of the auricula, the lobule, and part of the external meatus, anastomosing with the posterior auricular. The frontal branch, ramus frontalis, anterior temporal, runs tortuously upward and forward to the forehead, supplying the muscles integument and pericranium in this region and anastomosing with the supraorbital and frontal arteries the parietal branch ramus parietalis posterior temporal larger than the frontal curves upward and backward on the side of the head lying superficial to the temporal fascia and anastomosing with its fellow of the opposite side and with the posterior auricular and occipital arteries Eight the internal maxillary artery a maxillaris interna the larger of the two terminal branches of the external carotid arises behind the neck of the mandible and is at first embedded in the substance of the parotid gland it passes forward between the ramus of the mandible and the sphenomandibular ligament and then runs either superficial or deep to the pterygoidus externus to the pterygopalatine fossa it supplies the deep structures of the face and may be divided into mandibular pterygoid and pterygopalatine portions the first or mandibular portion passes horizontally forward between the ramus of the mandible and the sphenomandibular ligament where it lies parallel to and a little below the auriculotemporal nerve it crosses the inferior alveolar nerve and runs along the lower border of the pterygoidus externus the second or pterygoid portion runs obliquely forward and upward under cover of the ramus of the mandible and insertion of the temporalis on the superficial very frequently on the deep surface of the pterygoidus externus it then passes between the two heads of origin of this muscle and enters the fossa the third or pterygopalatine portion lies in the pterygopalatine fossa in relation with the sphenopalatine ganglion the branches of this vessel may be divided into three groups corresponding with its three divisions branches of the first or mandibular portions anterior tympanic deep auricular middle meningeal accessory meningeal inferior alveolar the anterior tympanic artery a tympanica anterior tympanic artery passes upward behind the temporomandibular articulation enters the tympanic cavity through the petro fissure and ramifies upon the tympanic membrane forming a vascular circle around the membrane with the stylomastoid branch of the posterior auricular and anastomosing with the artery of the pterygoid canal and with the carotico branch from the internal carotid the deep auricular artery a auricularis profunda often arises in common with the preceding it ascends in the substance of the parotid gland behind the temporomandibular articulation Pierces the cartilaginous or bony wall of the external acoustic meatus and supplies its cuticular lining and the outer surface of the tympanic membrane it gives a branch to the temporomandibular joint the middle meningeal artery a meningea media medidural artery is the largest of the arteries which supply the dura matter it ascends between the sphenomandibular ligament and the pterygoidus externus and between the two roots of the auriculotemporal nerve to the foramen spinosum of the sphenoid bone through which it enters the cranium it then runs forward in a groove on the great wing of the sphenoid bone and divides into two branches anterior and posterior the anterior branch the larger crosses the great wing of the sphenoid reaches the groove or canal in the sphenoidal angle of the parietal bone and then divides into branches which spread out between the dura mater and internal surface of the cranium some passing upward as far as the vertex and others backward to the occipital region the posterior branch curves backward on the squama of the temporal bone and, Reaching the parietal some distance in front of its mastoid angle, divides into branches which supply the posterior part of the dura mater and cranium. The branches of the middle meningeal artery are distributed partly to the dura mater, but chiefly to the bones. They anastomose with the arteries of the opposite side, and with the anterior and posterior meningeal the middle meningeal on entering the cranium gives off the following branches one numerous small vessels supply the semilunar ganglion and the dura mater in this situation two a superficial petrosal branch enters the hiatus of the facial canal supplies the facial nerve and anastomoses with the stylomastoid branch of the posterior auricular artery three a superior tympanic artery runs in the canal for the tensor tympani and supplies this muscle and the lining membrane of the canal four orbital branches pass through the superior orbital fissure or through the separate canals in the great wing of the sphenoid to anastomose with the lacrimal or other branches of the ophthalmic artery five temporal branches pass through foramina in the great wing of the sphenoid and anastomose in the temporal fossa, with the deep temporal arteries the accessory meningeal branch ramus meningeus accessorius small meningeal or parvadoral branch is sometimes derived from the preceding it enters the skull through the foramen ovale and supplies the semilunar ganglion and dura matter. the inferior alveolar artery a alveolaris inferior inferior dental artery descends with the inferior alveolar nerve to the mandibular foramen on the medial surface of the ramus of the mandible it runs along the mandibular canal in the substance of the bone accompanied by the nerve and opposite the first premolar tooth divides into two branches incisor and mental the incisor branch is continued forward beneath the incisor teeth as far as the middle line where it anastomoses with the artery of the opposite side the mental branch escapes with the nerve at the mental foramen supplies the chin and anastomoses with the submental and inferior labial arteries near its origin the inferior alveolar artery gives off a lingual branch which descends with the lingual nerve and supplies the mucous membrane of the mouth as the inferior alveolar artery enters the foramen it gives off a mylohyoid branch, which runs in the mylohyoid groove, and ramifies on the undersurface of the myelohyoideus. The inferior alveolar artery and its incisor branch during their course through the substance of the bone give off a few twigs, which are lost in the cancellous tissue, and a series of branches which correspond in number to the roots of the teeth. These enter the minute apertures at the extremities of the roots and supply the pulp of the teeth. Branches of the second or pterygoid portion, deep temporal, pterygoid, mesoteric, buccinator. The deep temporal branches, two in number, anterior and posterior, ascend between the temporalis and the pericranium. They supply the muscle, and anastomose with the middle temporal artery. The anterior communicates with the lacrimal artery by means of small branches which perforate the zygomatic bone and great wing of the sphenoid. The pterygoid branches, rami pterygoidae, irregular in their number and origin, supply the pterygoidae. The massoteric artery, A. massoterica, is small and passes lateralward through the mandibular notch to the deep surface of the masseter it supplies the muscle and anastomoses with the masseteric branches of the external maxillary and with the transverse facial artery the buccinator artery a buccinatoria buccal artery is small and runs obliquely forward between the pterogordius internus and the insertion of the temporalis to the outer surface of the buccinator, to which it is distributed, anastomosing with branches of the external maxillary and with the infraorbital, branches of the third or pterygopalatine portion, posterior superior alveolar, infraorbital, descending palatine, artery of the pterygoid canal, pharyngeal, sphenopalatine the posterior superior alveolar artery a alveolaris superior posterior alveolar or posterior dental artery is given off from the internal maxillary frequently in conjunction with the infraorbital just as the trunk of the vessel is passing into the pterygopalatine fossa descending upon the tuberosity of the maxilla it divides into numerous branches some of which enter the alveolar canals to supply the molar and premolar teeth and the lining of the maxillary sinus while others are continued forward on the alveolar process to supply the gums the infraorbital artery a infraorbitalis, appears from its direction to be the continuation of the trunk of the internal maxillary but often arises in conjunction with the posterior superior alveolar it runs along the infraorbital groove and canal with the infraorbital nerve and emerges on the face through the infraorbital foramen beneath the infraorbital head of the quadratus labii superioris while in the canal it gives off a orbital branches which assist in supplying the rectus inferior and obliquus inferior and the lacrimal sac and b anterior superior alveolar branches which descend through the anterior alveolar canals to supply the upper incisor and canine teeth and the mucous membrane of the maxillary sinus on the face some branches pass upward to the medial angle of the orbit and the lacrimal sac anastomosing with the angular branch of the external maxillary artery others run toward the nose anastomosing with the dorsal nasal branch of the ophthalmic and others descend between the quadratus labi superioris and the caninus and anastomose with the external maxillary transverse facial and buccinator arteries the four remaining branches arise from that portion of the internal maxillary which is contained in the pterygopalatine fossa the descending palatine artery a. palatina descendants, descends through the pterygopalatine canal with the anterior palatine branch of the sphenopalatine ganglion and, emerging from the greater palatine foramen, runs forward in a groove on the medial side of the alveolar border of the hard palate to the incisive canal. The terminal branch of the artery passes upward through this canal to anastomosis with the sphenopalatine artery branches are distributed to the gums the palatine glands and the mucous membrane of the roof of the mouth while in the pterygopalatine canal it gives off twigs which descend in the lesser palatine canals to supply the soft palate and palatine tonsil anastomosing with the ascending palatine artery the artery of the pterygoid canal a canalis pterygoidia vidian artery passes backward along the pterygoid canal with the corresponding nerve. It is distributed to the upper part of the pharynx and to the auditory tube, sending into the tympanic cavity a small branch which anastomoses with the other tympanic arteries. The pharyngeal branch is very small. It runs backward through the pharyngeal canal with the pharyngeal nerve, and is distributed to the upper part of the pharynx and to the auditory tube. The sphenopalatine artery, A sphenopalatina nasopalatine artery, passes through the sphenopalatine foramen into the cavity of the nose at the back part of the superior meatus. Here it gives off its posterior lateral nasal branches, which spread forward over the conchi and meatuses anastomose with the ethmoidal arteries and the nasal branches of the descending palatine and assist in supplying the frontal maxillary ethmoidal and sphenoidal sinuses crossing the undersurface of the sphenoid the sphenopalatine artery ends on the nasal septum as the posterior septal branches these anastomose with the ethmoidal arteries and the septal branch of the superior labial. One branch descends in a groove on the vomer to the incisive canal and anastomoses with the descending palatine artery. End of section 13 Recording by Selina Arter